Let all cats old enough to catch their own prey gather here beneath the podcast for a clan meeting. Welcome to Paws and Claws, a podcast where we read the Warrior Cats books in chronological order. I'm Jillian, joined by my co-host and thrifting queen, Scout, and today we will be discussing Dawn of the Clans, book six, Path of Stars. We made it through a whole series. We did a whole series that neither of us had read before. Yeah, I was really exciting. I, I, yeah. I'm surprised at how much joy it brought me to read this alongside you and mm-hmm. both of us discover the the twists and turns and highs and lows yeah, together. And re- rekindling that obsession, truly. Definitely. Uh, because today I did, for the first time in probably 15 years, draw Warrior Cats fan art. Join me! Um, yeah, so, you know, something about it just... Something me. about these cats just really makes you want to draw them. Like, not you, it really you does. In, the, in the general sense, in the, yeah, in the everybody in the sense. sense. I see, I see one of these cats. I, it, I wonder if it has something to do with the allegiances or, or just like the way I think that it's got to the way that they are described. And it's like, wow, this is this is a blueprint. This for is a, a cat, cat right here. Yeah, exactly. Well, I remember back in ye old Neopets RP days, we had li- like literally not adoptables, but someone would do pixel line art and Amazing. upload them onto their Neopets page <laughs> so that you could copy it into paint and make your warriors OC in paint. So like someone drew the line art for the cat and all you had to do was color it in. Wow. I and love this. When I tell you I had a billion of those little motherfuckers. Incredible. I I made so many. <laughs> That's what I put on my allegiances that I made in paint for my uh warriors OCs. Because I put their this. little there are little pictures in there. It's great. Obsessed with this. I desperately want to go through one of my old notebooks that I have in the trunk in my room. I have like a a steamer trunk, maybe even bigger than a steamer trunk. It's a big fuck off trunk. Um, and it's filled with all of the notebooks and sketchbooks that I have filled for the majority of my life. Um, and in there, I know I've got at least one notebook that has a bunch of allegiances uh, uh, written down for one of my OC clans and desperately now suddenly I have the urge to go and draw all of the cats. Yeah, I think my folder of allegiances that I s- that never ended up making it into the trash and that I brought with me to the apartment are underneath my bookshelf over here. So I could technically get them, but I'm not doing that right now. Yeah, not right now. That'll this, be I feel a like later this could time. be a bonus episode that we could do. Oh, a, easily. This could be a full, we'll, a full we'll episode rate your o- We'll rate your Warriors OCs. Rate your Warriors OCs. So, yeah, I mean, this has just been, it's genuinely been a, a really great time so far and yeah. I, I am looking forward to continuing it me too i've had so much fun this week particularly peek behind the curtain this is the second episode that me and jill are recording this week because mm-hmm. due to due to uh trips and and places that people will need to be uh this month has been very funky when it comes to our recording schedule and so we were like what if we just did two this week what are we <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so full. so we're like hot off the heels of book five hot off the heels of book five directly into 
uh, book six and I, for one, read like 75% of book six in almost one sitting, which I think you generally read them in, in bigger chunks, uh, like less reads, bigger I, chunks than, than I do. Yeah, I usually, well, because I read very quickly. You read really, really fast, faster than me. I have, I have come <laughs> yeah, to, to I accept usually... this about myself. Usually, except for when we record on a Wednesday, because I have uh, Wednesday morning responsibilities, uh, I usually read the book the morning we record. Yeah, I did 75% of a book the morning we recorded once, and I said, I don't think this is mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is isn't for everybody. Um, but I also think, you know, reading this book hot off the heels of reading the previous one worked out really well just because of... You know, as we talked about last time, how the previous one literally just felt like a prologue to this book. Yeah, it really goes right into it. Oh, my God. I have so many thoughts. Uh, before mm -hmm. we get into mm -hmm. our thoughts, I will ask you, how is the prey running today? Oh, it's running. I don't have a, a big clan gen update this time since we are, you know, just talking four or so days after our previous. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. But... Hey, I forgot to because I did not end up having time. The Warriors website has a, a nice new video up because 2023 is 20th anniversary of the Warrior Cat series. Uh, the first oh, book right. came out. Funny enough. Oh, I get to share this story. Oh, my God. So the first book, <gasps> Into so the Wild, excited. came out January 21st, 2003. Now, I've mentioned a couple times before on the podcast that I do indeed have a husband and that we did just recently get married. And I want I want it to I go on there. the record. I can confirm. Yes, yeah, Scout was there. She can confirm. I want to go on the record saying I did not plan this. However, our wedding was on the day of the 20th anniversary of the first book of the Warrior series Fuck. coming out. Oh my god. Um, this is so funny. <laughs> So I do think that is just a fun little fact. Makes um, it makes me um, helping your matron of honor put a warrior cat's quote into. Oh my god! Yes, her, that's right. Uh, her speech for the for the and she didn't even better. know. That's she still didn't my even know that it was the, It was still not. Oh god, that was so good. Yes, so my, my matron of honor doesn't did even quote, know it's a warrior cat. <laughs> my matron of honor did quote warriors at our wedding. It was great. But uh, mm -hmm. I do want to go watch that video. I, I might uh, watch that tonight. I just think it's really incredible that this book series has been around for 20 years. It is it is incredible. I can't believe that I am only... I can't I guess believe I'm only nine, nine years, years old. Yeah. older than the warrior cats books. Which, you know, that tracks. Because I'm pretty sure I read... Into the Wild, like, the year it came out. Yeah, I feel like I have to be pretty close to the beginning of the series. Let's do, let us do this, uh, yeah, this let's, quiz, though. Let's take a quiz. We're going to take a quiz uh, called, How Much Do You Know About Grey Wing? Only four out of six? Now, wait I a minute. I also only got four out of six. Which one did I miss? Oh, it was question three. I don't believe he said this. There's no way that that he said she knew how to take care of each cat like they were her own kit. I don't have that in me because he absolutely does. If he said that about himself, he's wrong. Grey Wing, you're <laughs> wrong. Have confidence. What was the other one you got wrong? 
Uh, it was the last one. It was... Uh, okay. I want to know was... what you... So the question was, which trait did Grey Wing give Windrunner with her first life? Which uh, we did not see happen because that happens uh, in a different book. Excited. Uh, excited for... Excited for that. Yeah. Excited to know we're going to see maybe... I hope we see... I hope we warrior. see all the leaders. I get hope we their... see this. I hope we. I hope we see the ceremonies. Yeah, I would really like to. Uh, um, so the question was, which trait did Greywing give Windrunner with her first life? I put confidence to open her heart to other cats because I feel like that too. is something he would say. It is um, something he would say. We know Greywing better than this. He would not fucking say that. He would uh, not fucking say that. <laughs> apparently, the answer is determination to bring unity to the clans. I guess. I feel like the I feel like the in universe version of Greywing or the the way that like the writers and the, the PR him. team yeah. think of Greywing is much worse than the way that I that that I think Greywing like is as a character because these are both very yeah, I don't know. He would he wants her to open up her heart to other cats. There's a whole arc in this book about that. Mm-hmm. For real. Anyways, we're right. I, we are correct. We're correct. And um, WarriorCats.com. Speaking of WarriorCats.com being incorrect, uh, we're going to talk real quick because, you know, it is the 20th anniversary. So, of course, I had to go look onto the Warrior Cats official store, which is not something that I thought would ever exist uh, as a child because, boy, howdy, all of my Warriors merch, quote unquote, was me finding cat plushes at <laughs> the store that looked like the cats in the books and saying, this is now my Ravenpaw plushie. Oh, um, this fucking sucks. So I'm on the page now and, and really... There's really so have... much. And so much of it, full offense, is ugly as hell. It is! Why is so much of it so ugly? So much of it is ugly as hell. There's like these weird Funko-ass minifigures... Which are, unfortunately, one of the better looking things, I feel like. Yeah. Because the plushies um, are really the plushies hard are to look horrifying. at. They, They're they really, do not look like cats. They the, don't. The they look like demented hair bears. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. And then they have so many of them. I was looking at the the like cat plushes that they have, and I was like, this is a surprising number of different cats. Yeah. And then they have like a charm bracelet. There's a forty dollar collector's coin, <laughs> which <laughs> really is so wild to me. There's a J feather compact mirror, which feels like a hate crime. Oh my god, you're right. Um, <laughs> how could they do that? I do. I am gonna say I do kind of like the courage and honor socks. Just the fact. Oh, they're coming soon. They're not here yet. Mm. I love a good um, pair of yeah. fun socks is the thing. Yeah, I do. I do think that like the there's there's the magnetic bookmarks that have like two words to describe each of the clans. Mm hmm. And those are some of the better merch IMO on this on this website. I think the best merch and the one I would be most likely to buy myself is there is a customizable pet tag for you to put on your pet's collar. The front has... It's really pretty, It is actually. really pretty. The front has, you know, all of these symbols. The back says warrior cats, and you can personalize it to get your cat's information on it. And the way I want to get one of these for Zelda, but Do Eric it. would never accept it. 
I just know it. Tough titties. I've I've rediscovered the phrase tough titties today, and so now I've decided I want to work it into oh. my vocabulary because it's very funny to me. I am sending you uh, the wildest shirt. Let me see if it's the one that... Yeah, why do they have this? Why do they have so much... Okay, why do they have so much Scourge merch? I don't know, but it is so funny. So, listeners, you will find out who Scourge is later on, but uh, suffice to say, he is not a good... He's like the bad guy of a series and he's like it is so wild to me that the merch for him is like this little chibi cat that's looking all cute and it just says i am scourge on the front i'm like that's not even like a good quote it's so funny that this and they've written it as though it is a quote for the i mean it is a quote from the book but they've written it like it's like some iconic it's scourge it's (laughs) just him saying his name yeah it's wild Oh, man. Uh, but Scout, you had a <laughs> a piece of merch you wanted to talk about. Yeah, there's there's a couple of these, but I just feel like the most embarrassing one is this. There is a mug that has Jay, Jay Feather on it. Um, that doesn't make it embarrassing, though it is one of those little chibi cats similar to the Scourge one. But this particular thing, it has this chibi uh, Jay Feather on it. And then on the back, uh, the other side more... Uh, rather, it has, you know, that format of T-shirt that's just a bunch of names with ampersands. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if we had that? But then we took away the ampersands and replaced them with just periods. Mm-hmm. So this just says on the back, J-Kit, J-Paw, J-Feather. Like, like it really is saying something to me. It is. Why are it we doing so this? unhinged? This merch. <laughs> Why are we doing this? I truly do not know what the fuck is happening here. Uh, these pins that you linked to are very good, though. Yeah, they do have really cool pins, and I am a pin collector, and I'm very tempted. But I will remain strong. I love the Sky Clan one. The way that it I has know. sort of the spider webbing out. Like the tree just slammed itself into this uh this, yeah. this fucking pin and left an it's impact. So good. Yeah. So there's some wild ass merch on there. Go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. It's very fun uh, to look at. Another shout out to another one of the uh like names lined up uh ones which is the one that has all of Firestar's names that doesn't even have any other graphic it's just imagine being um, imagine and this is a I I suppose this is a unisex youth t-shirt imagine being a youth um (laughs) imagine imagine you are a child you are a child you have purchased and want to wear a black t-shirt with four words on it that go rusty firepaw Fireheart, Firestar. I feel like I don't know. This this feels like something that somebody would make to put in a parody sketch about Warrior Cats fans. Uh, yeah. Apologies, apologies to any uh, any listeners who have this shirt. Who have purchased this merch? Happen. Yes. Apologies for roasting you. Um, um, I'm sure that but, it you looks, know. I'm sure that you can that you're making it work. Anybody who has this shirt, I'm sure you're making it work, but there's just something very, d- just really out of pocket about it to me. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of out of pocket. Speaking of out of pocket. All right, let's get going. Let's... I've got a summary for y'all. Woo! 
So hot off the heels of Slash kidnapping Starflower, Clear Sky persuades the other leaders of the groups to meet with Slash and discuss his terms for returning his mate. While they meet, Greywing and several others mount a rescue mission for the pregnant queen. As they escape, the stress induces an early kidding, but they are able to get her to safety in Tall Shadow's camp. As time continues, Slash's rogues continue to cause trouble for the groups, stealing prey and antagonizing their patrols. Greywing goes to meet with Fern to try and learn more about Slash and his group, which he then relays to the other leaders. They discuss together how better to train their groups to fight against Slash's rogues, and they share fighting moves between them. Thunder and Lightning Tail spy on Slash's camp and learn of a plan to attack Windrunner's camp. Windrunner's group is able to chase them off, and Slate tells Greywing she's having his kits. Once again, Thunder and Lightning Tail spy on the rogues, and a pack of dogs attacks Slash's camp. The two of them jump to the defense of those Slash is mistreating, and after the fight, Slash takes his healthiest cats and leaves the others behind, who end up joining the different groups. Some of them have trouble adjusting, including one named B, who ends up attacking Fern and leaving to go rejoin Slash. Later, the groups gather back together at Four Trees to officially welcome rogues into their ranks, and Slash shows up. The groups stick together, and after he tells Greywing he's already taken his revenge, he leaves. As it turns out, his cats attack Spotted Fur and Slate, stealing Black Ear, one of Greywing's kits. He has been growing weaker and weaker through Leaf Bear, so several other cats go in his stead to rescue his kit. Clear Sky saves the kit from a monster and apologizes to Thunder, but they get word that Greywing does not have much longer to live. On his deathbed, Greywing is surrounded by the cats he cares for, who give their goodbyes, and he names the groups Clans. Star Clan cats arrive to guide him into his next journey, and Greywing leaves the forest behind to follow his own sun trail. So unfair. It's not fair. I have so many thoughts. Mm-hmm. We'll get to I it did, at the end I of want, the book, but yeah, I was gonna say I once again took my notes uh, in chronological order and did not put them into the Google Doc mm-hmm. because of uh, just the way that today went. First off, I think the map is wrong in the front of the book. Doesn't it look wrong? Uh, I also thought this. <laughs> I think they just used the same one from back when it was just Tall Shadow and Clear Skies group. Yeah, they do not because have... it has Tall Shadow's group on the moor. Yeah, they don't. They have not. They have not fixed it. They made said we've made one. I think. I think like at the third book they made a new map and they said okay, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, we're done. We're good, actually. Also, I have to look at the later map of this forest again, but I feel like Four Trees is not in the right place on this map. I feel like nothing is in the right place on that map. Like, I don't remember the River Clan camp being so close to a house. Uh, is that the one that's really close to, to like, Two Leg Place, uh, according I... to this image? 
I think so. I already returned my book, so I don't I'm gonna know. I'm gonna look for the maps. The first thing that I do have a note about is when Clear Sky is trying to like tell his 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 clan cat or his his group. He's like, I need to go talk to them then so that they can help me save my oh my, save god. my wife. Oh my god. And they're like, they're not gonna risk their lives for Starflower. She fucking betrayed them. And he's like, that was months ago. That Don't worry about it. That was months ago. It's so it funny. It cracked me up. That was the funniest shit. It was so funny. I was funny. just like, oh my god, Clear Sky, you clear stupid sky. idiot. This is so funny. Unintentionally Unintentionally hilarious. so funny. I do want to say, I forgot that I have one I have one uh, note for the prologue, which is just Grey Winged death flags oh fuck oh god <laughs> oh yeah my man he's throwing up some massive death flags the entire book the entire book and every single time i hit one i just became more and more like despondent like i know it's going to happen but i'm so upset oh literally that's the, i have a script so i have a picture here of of that uh moment in the in the book Quickwater huffed the other leaders won't risk their cats for Starflower. She betrayed them. That was moons ago, Clear Sky argued. And who can blame her for siding with her own father? Lord help me. Ugh. He's such an idiot sometimes. Also really good, Birch sniffed. Would you be so forgiving if she wasn't your mate? Or so desperate to get help if the rogues had taken a different cat? Extremely, extremely good. Get his ass, as always. Yeah. And then he's, he la he later, I feel like he says some shit like, if if it were if the roles were reversed, I would do it for you. And it's like, what? Mm. Would you? I love how every time he uses that as his argument, everyone gives him a look like, I don't think you would, I bro. I don't think you fucking would. It's so funny. This man, Clear Sky, is the maybe the most out of pocket that he's ever been in like this first chapter. Uh, yeah, he's wild. He walks into Thunder's camp like insults the way thunder is leading yeah and then it's like mm, son could you help me my please, girlfriend please. that used to be your girlfriend she got she got kidnapped and i really need your help won't you help me how can you say you're not gonna help me also fuck you <laughs> like yeah it's so funny hits Imagine walking into somebody's house and being like, it's not very clean in here. Anyway, uh, can you help me post ransom for my wife? So that's, that's just a description of what it's like when my mother visits. <laughs> but, you know, Thunder is very mature. He's like, no, they don't need to follow your instructions, Clear Sky. My cats can do whatever the fuck they want. Like, I'm the leader here. And he's like, all right, if you say so. Uh, Clear Sky is the king of head empty is another note I have down here. I'm pretty sure that was like when they were talking with Slash and he was like getting all upset at the whole situation. Oh my God, like, this, man, my this man really has no read the room. How did you not? And I love that they did. They did the thing where they're like, we can't tell Clear Sky what the plan is because he will fuck it up. But if we just let him <laughs> exactly. react naturally, it'll it's really so sell funny. the bit. Yeah, no, that that killed me. I really think that there was a lot of just like very humorous things in this fucking book yeah a lot of i really great listen gray wig is like i know a death flag when i see it i'm gonna fucking die and i'm going to live my <laughs> life by being the least respectful to my brother i've ever been and i'm like fuck yes gray wig. <laughs> he's so fun 
uh, oh, another another moment that made me really angry. I have a quote here. Uh, so so Clear Sky could not convince Thunder to help. He he went to Thunder's camp first, and Thunder was like, right. "Have you spoken to everybody else yet?" And Clear Sky's like, "No, I came to you first. Uh, and Thunder's like, "I don't think that I can." Like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I should do this, especially if I don't know that the others are also going to help. Like, this seems like a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Clear Sky is like, how could he be so cruel? Uh, But then later, after speaking to, you know, more of the leaders, Grey Wing, uh, Grey Wing is like, I'll talk to Thunder and does we don't see that scene which i think is interesting There's, i think it's to help sell it to the readers like that there is a I, plan I think it's to help, and like we yeah. did it's to not give away the plan yeah they're keeping it from both clear uh clear sky and us mm-hmm. that's fun so so then when when clear sky sees that gray wing was able to convince thunder to come where he could not uh i have the quote here he ignored the prick of resentment he felt at the fact that Grey Wing had persuaded his son to help him when he had failed. What have you ever done to bring any kind of loyalty uh, mm-hmm. between you and Thunder? And he does, he's self-aware about it, and he like, it goes, yeah, but how could I expect it? But he does it in such a pitiful little boy, 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 boy. Yeah, how I mean, I'll I say I did, I did not read his as being so much pathetic as I think you did. I read it very much as like him being aware of like, oh, I've severely fucked this up. Through and like, through the rest of the book, I got that feeling. But at some of the yeah. moments in the beginning, I'm like, my guy, you did this to yourself. You really did it to yourself. You can't be this sad about it. I did write when uh, Clear Sky finally sees his kits for the first time. It is kind of a, as much as I'm like, oh, him and Cl- him and Starflower. It is kind of a sweet moment, it is. and it is very much worst person you know shows genuine love and affection. It is. It makes me so mad. I think, I think that there's. I think that one of the reasons that like so much of the Clear Sky stuff does not hit for me in this book in the way I think that they intend it to is mm-hmm. because he has been so o- all over the place and been like being sort of pushed in all of these different directions and in all of these different yeah. roles uh, that the writers needed throughout the course of of the series. I agree. Uh, there's, like, there's some clear sky scenes that are really good and would be so much better if it didn't feel like he saw his kids born and, like, that completely changed how he thinks instead of it being kind of more of a culmination of a lot of things like after his after his children are born he is distinctly more mature he is distinctly like making decisions in a better way but even then he's being the most annoying guy about it because he's like i can't i have to be responsible did you know that i have a wife and children and it's like stop calm down yeah, I totally get that. It just feels like he found one thing that he decided was the thing that's going to change him. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a thing that can happen in people's lives. But it's what, but it's also a thing of like very a point of frustration for me when I see it in people as well as when I see it in in characters in books is like, this is really the thing like this was your tipping point. I don't <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, you know, but it, it does it it does happen. It does happen. Some good lines in this book as well. Really good. Uh, lines. I did get uh some cats need an enemy to make them feel strong, which I thought was just a very uh very good little uh summation. Really good. Basically the thesis of this whole series yeah, <laughs> at this point. It's true. Like this whole the, the whole Dawn of the Clans is like Everybody, like, people are just making enemies so that they can make themselves feel better, Mm -hmm. basically, and how that's not a good way to go about it. Yeah. I have a savage quote from Lightning Tail, which is Slash's rogues are just kitty pets nobody wants. Oh, oh, man. Fucking really get their ass. God (laughs) damn. Which is, like, an extra dig, because, like, what... Fuck it. Like, you have to be, like, a real shitty cat for a person to not want you. It's really... Because I have met some, like, horrible, mean cats, (laughs) and I still love them. I know. It's really, (laughs) it's really, like, it's it's equivalent to, like, you are lower than dirt. You know, you are less than dirt is the the vibe. Uh, I do, I do want to talk about how uh, it's been the beginning of Leaf Bear for, like, three books. Oh my god! But time it's like is the never. It's fucking. But time is also Narnia s- winter. Still, still fucking moving. And I, I'm gonna go into. I have. Uh, I have done. I did some math about uh, Starflower's pregnancy. Oh my god, Scout! <laughs> <laughs> do tell. Do tell. What's the tea? So the average cat pregnancy uh, is 65 days. Mm-hmm. Two months ish. Two months. Uh, a little bit over two months. Uh, it's been approximately seven days since uh, Starflower was taken, kind of like in the in the beginning of the book, mm-hmm. uh, which was maximum seven days since Quiet Rain's death to me, because I could generously give it another week, but Thunder left Clear Sky's camp to start his own camp not that long before before that, and that was supposedly happening at the same time as Greywing was on the moor before he had joined the Moorcats officially. And they said at Tall Shadows Camp that Greywing had been gone like maybe three or four days. So it can't like maximum maybe five days before Thunder went and got him. And then the day after that, that was when Quiet Rain died. So we're at like 21 days. It's like tw- <laughs> we're we're really at just like under a month uh, to me when I'm doing this math, and it w- because Clear Sky didn't officially get together with Star Flower until the day that Thunder defected, and that wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. So unless things were really freaky between Clear Sky and Star Flower, and like before they were official, they were just fucking, which I guess could have happened. Well, and I also, I mean, yeah, very clearly, I also think that. With how unclear it is in this series when these time skips are happening. Like, I don't doubt that you did your research, but I also am like, they may have assumed there was a time skip. There could be there um, could be one in here that I missed, but it just all feels so close together. It, it does. It does feel very close together. And that's actually one of the things that I brought for uh, for sharing tongues later is somebody talking about not the exact same thing as you, but... Along the similar lines. <laughs> I think I saw that post and I was losing it. <laughs> yeah. So we will we I will definitely I uh, ahead very excited about that. I mean, I 100% agree. It is incredibly inconsistent. It is unclear. 
it is just like boggles the mind the way that they have timeline shit laid out in this series, honestly. For this particular, like, I, and I know it's something that I have noticed in previous, like, reads of, of other books. This is my first time reading Dawn of the Clans, of course, but I feel like Dawn of the Clans really has a time issue. Oh, very much so. It's got a huge, not only time, but pacing. Time and pace, Yeah. I have a note down down here that the last book should have been half as long to make this book twice as long. Uh, yeah. There's like so many loose ends and, and clearly it's things that are going to be covered in the upcoming super edition that we're going to be reading next. Some of it. Yeah. Um, but there's so much and there's like so much that's just packed into even just like the last couple of pages. They're like, oh, shit, we forgot. We got to get this in here before the yeah. end. And I'm like, you guys yeah. had, but there was so much. You had six books to leave in all of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so there's so much. And there's so many things that could have been, that there could have been less time used on. Right. Uh, in the course of the of the books and even stuff like I would have loved to have less of Thunder's big adventure going around and collecting all of his uh, kin from various different parts of the forest for half a book in the previous yeah. book. God, <laughs> I would like less Grey Wing leaving and going back to and leaving and going back to the more uh, to yeah. have to have more time with. Uh, Slate's pregnancy and Grey Wing uh, helping the uh, Fern and Willow, the two rogues that join WindClan yeah, to real. to adjust and B B was also there. That is something that I did I did note down. I was like, once again, we are breezing past the getting used to new people in our group stage. I feel like that could be that like would be really interesting to have them explore like. Because we only see the after effects of like, well, I don't think Ember is a good member of our clan because he's not going out and hunting with any of us and he always eats by himself. All he does is sleep in our camp. I'm like, did y'all not learn show, not tell? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, also, why do show we us this happening instead of tracking every paw step of fucking clear sky, gray wing and thunder and show us like the tension yeah show us show us that stuff and like why did red is fine but why did we have to spend so much time with specifically clear sky like giving red a fucking hazing yeah that was a long scene it was a long scene and and like red is the least of our problems here i want For a real. lot more information on i want to know more about all of them i want to know more about willow i mean she lost her brother she lost frog in like an a really just devastating yeah, scene uh after the uh, rogue camp is attacked by dogs Pebbleheart uh, is tending to everybody and they're trying to get the rogues that are left that were abandoned by Slash uh, to be sort of re relocated onto the moor with Windrunner for the night so that they are safe. And one of the cats was uh, was bitten by one of the dogs and suffered a spine injury. And they go to immense trouble to try and find a piece of bark to lay him on to drag him gently across this wilderness to get him to safety and when they're just right on the edge is when he passes away 
because uh, yeah, the, the wound rough. was too bad and there was internal bleeding that there was no way for them to to take care of. And that was the scene of Willow like speaking to her brother and being like, don't don't fall asleep. You can sleep when we get there. You're almost there. Just stay with us. Mm-hmm. Really, like really got me. It was a rough one. And so I want to know more about Willow, like trying to adjust to this new group and and kind of being given the cold shoulder after like we see this extremely emotional moment where she's even like, I understand if you don't want to accept us, but please, can you help me bury my brother? Yeah. And then and then it's just kind of like and two months went by and everybody's everybody's adjusting, but it's still winter. It's still the begin. It's still the beginning yeah. of winter, but two months are are have gone by. <laughs> it feels like they didn't need to make winter that long. <laughs> like they could have still done the whole like the rogues are pulling all this bullshit after winter is done. Yeah. Like we didn't have to have it be the beginning of winter the entire time. Um, this has been just a really long year. Yeah. Whew. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I did have a side note about like, you know, as someone who has read a lot of books for a long time of my existence, as I mentioned, I'm we are nearly 30 years old. We have read a lot over our over our lives. Yes. They so easily could have done or tried to do a jealousy plot with Slate and Fern because, you know, Grey Wing keeps going to visit Fern and make sure things are okay and like get information. They're I literally, like, could see how they would have done that, and I would have fucking hated it so much because I hate miscommunication jealousy plots. Mm -hmm. And I am so thankful that they did not do any sort of, like, slate being jealous because Grey Wing is going to see Fern and, like, get information or, like, thinking he's meeting her in secret for some romantic rendezvous. Like... Am I wrong? They could have so no, easily. No, they absolutely could have. Now that you point it out, I'm that. like, wow, I'm so glad they didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it just feels like it was prime of like, we could do this. And I'm like, please fucking don't do it. Please don't. <laughs> I will have to close this book. Don't. Um, just <laughs> that picture of Michael Scott don't. going, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting because I there are there are definitely some other moments throughout the throughout the series uh where we're gonna mm-hmm. get that exact plot point multiple Exa- times and exactly yeah <laughs> exactly that's why i'm like oh god the errors the have done it before they'll do it again <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't and for once you know what an aaron w an aaron an aaron good Dub. job good job aaron good job aaron appreciate that oh let's see i also wrote down the men in this family are weak to a pretty face oh my god oh thunder thunder my sweet sweet boy he's got a crush on this girl who he sees in slash's camp and he's like oh she's sweet and kind and she doesn't want to be there i just really hope she's okay and and she we can help her and lightning tail's like oh brother here we go (laughs) but he's like so supportive of it this time he's like you know i at least know he's learned his lesson from starflower so at least like i know he's not gonna be that stupid again yeah but lightning tail is like just be honest with me bro i know you don't just want to go and like check out and see like what they're doing i know you just want to go see a violet's okay <laughs> it's so funny it's so funny oh lightning he's down tail so bad thunder for filth uh, every he time. really does. It's so good. It's oh, so I love good. those two. Oh, I love every moment in the book when Thunder is like, I'm really glad that Lightning Tail is here because I know if anything happens to me, Lightning Tail will be able to take care of them. I know. 
He trusts him so much. He does. Lightning Tail being like a proto-deputy. Yeah, Ugh. it really is sort of the first sort of look we get at the deputy system. Mm-hmm. We also get our first look at apprentice and mentor systems in this book. Oh, I loved that so much. It made me so happy. The the the, the detail of, of like Mothwing really struggling, but then doing better once... Uh, Somebody oh, that wasn't just Windrunner and Gorsfer was sort of helping her along. Uh, Moth Flight, it, yes, sorry. Yeah, it was so nice. I love Moth Flight. She's just a silly, goofy girl. She is. I'm really excited to read a whole book about her. And I'm usually... Me too. I, I, Scout is a known super edition hater. I don't know about hater. <laughs> I, I, I have read some super editions and the ones that i have read have felt like they could have been not twice as long as a normal book in the series mm-hmm. is all but i'm excited about mothflight's vision and hopefully that'll give me uh that'll that'll give me a little bit of a boost uh compared to the other super editions that i have uh had the experience of reading so far i think it's going to be a good one i have my fingers crossed for you thank you uh, because I personally very much love the Super Editions. <laughs> I mean, so have you read, how many have you read of the Super Editions? Previously? I don't think I've read terribly many of them, but I do remember Firestar's Quest being, like, one of my favorites. And I am a known Firestar hater. <laughs> but I am a, a, a Sky Clan lover, so that's probably why. And, uh, a sand, are you a Sandstorm stan? I do like Sandstorm. I, like I don't sandstorm. know if I'm a stan so much as I just storm. like her a lot. Yeah. Standstorm. Standstorm. Uh, Can I say, I wish Slash had been the villain the entire time. Through the whole series, yeah. Yes. Or, or at least from the moment that Or at that least for like the last came, half. Came in, right? Like, Yeah, I wish he had been like a thing from like, if we had at the midway point, if Slash were more of a thing, like throughout the entire last half of the series, I think that would have been really good. Because there's a fucking line in here about what Slash made his his group do with the dead bodies oh, of their relatives. That where was he said, up. "Oh yeah, we put them on the like we pile of the refuse dump. and yeah. carrion, and we let the crows and raccoons and shit just eat them." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Bro, what the? This <laughs> fucked up. It was fucked up. I was like, "Holy shit! Like that is some villain ass shit." And it's just like a throwaway line. Scourge wishes. Um, well, I don't know. Scourge, I, 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 I still have a lot of feelings about Scourge. I will say, Scourge does some stuff. I will say, I have. I yeah. think I have read that series more recently than you, and I got yeah, that is very possible. I gotta say, underwhelmed by Scourge personally. Damn. Uh, in in rereading that series, but maybe the third time I will. Uh, I'll have a different take. Who knows? We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Clear Sky apologize. Uh, Clear Sky apology tour. Um, ah. <laughs> I have. I think I have. I have a quote here. I would like to read that is related to that. Uh, we've had our differences, but that's been my fault. I should have been a better father to you. My new kits have made me realize how much I failed you. You didn't fail me, Thunder mumbled. I guess I just wasn't the son you wanted. Yeah, that fucking <clears throat> oof. I really, I really enjoyed Clear Sky's apology to her mm-hmm. because he does apologize twice to thunder and both times thunder like 
doesn't necessarily like forgive him, but he does kind of hear him out at least a little bit. It's one of those things if that, that makes I, sense. I think this is yeah, because I think I am a firm believer in you can move past something without actually forgiving somebody for something yes. that they did that was really fucked up and not taking care of your son twice yeah. is is really fucked is up. Very fucked up. <laughs> but like it's not the sort of thing where it's like it's the sort of thing where Thunder is like, okay, he feels remorse. I don't have to change anything, but I at least know that he feels bad for what he has done and yeah, I can let him there live is with a, that, there is a, that an, guilt. An understanding of of a change. Yeah, it, he's he's not like not allowing Clear Sky to apologize because I don't think that's healthy of right. like you don't have to forgive them, but like if they are making a genuine effort to apologize, you at least should like give them the benefit of just like okay if you're willing to apologize i'll hear you out but it does not necessarily mean i have to change anything about what i want to do yeah absolutely and i think that there is i think that there is great uh value in being able to have that kind of nuanced view of a conflict with somebody yeah. where it's like they hurt me in a way that is uh you know really hard for me to to get past and i i, I don't want to like nothing that they will do will necessarily absolve that action but the things that they do after that are what's important and clear sky is making like real changes in the last half of this book here yeah exactly he is making actionable changes while he can never get the relationship he wants with thunder he is at least like being a better person because i think there is such and especially in like a lot of media with redemption arcs it is very much like a flip the switch oh they're good now mm -hmm. like even at the end here clear sky he gets a redemption but he's not like forgiven for the things that he did i'm and i'm very um, glad that they did that because yeah exactly and i and i easily been very similar to the scene that we had with with quiet rain in the previous mm -hmm. book where she's like well the the dead ghosts of our friends said that it was fine yeah. so it's fine and I think that's why I enjoyed his his redemption arc in this book. I wish it could have been drawn out over more books mm -hmm. instead of it being so inconsistent. But I think that is why I enjoyed his apologies and I enjoyed the way that they reacted to it. Because, like, you know, p people fuck up. People do bad shit. If they are making a genuine effort to be better people after it, like... You may not have to owe them any like room back into your life, but it doesn't mean that you can keep on like trying to bring up all the bad shit that they did if they right. are trying to. Right, you can't to if they are if they are it. changing and you can see real change, then you shouldn't keep comparing their actions to what they've done in the past. Kind of exactly. Thing. Hear that, Twitter? Clear Sky would get so fucking canceled. Oh my god, Clear Sky would be canceled in seconds. Clear Clear Sky, Clear Sky would be canceled, and then he would it, he would just keep limping along and continually. He would make getting here's more the thing. Canceled. Clear Sky would make a YouTuber apology. Oh my god, he would. He would. He would make the first YouTuber Except apology, he would which isn't genuine. Be... And then and then like three months later, he would be like, "Listen, I really have changed. I've made I've made actionable uh, change in my life," and everyone would be like. I I don't fucking trust that <laughs> yeah exactly poor poor guy <laughs> um 
Oh man. So yeah, I mean, I think that is that that was a really like I really enjoyed that part of the book and that part of Clear Sky and Thunder's relationship uh, because it you know went back again to what we were talking about yesterday with like or not yesterday, the last episode mm-hmm. where we were talking about you know comparing it to that scene from The Good Place where it's like yeah why are they being a better parent for their next kids and here I am like having to deal with all the shit my parents did to me which you know like i mean i'm in therapy yeah and a lot of it is because i am trying to work past the way that i was raised and the way that like a lot of people are in therapy because they're like hey the way my parents raised me you know they definitely cared but they fucked up a lot yeah. of shit uh and i've seen a lot of things where it's like even if there's not like if it's not children of divorce and it's not stuff like that, like two children who are raised together can have entirely different parenting experiences. Yeah, vastly, vastly different experiences. And, you know, that's something that happens a lot and is very real for a lot of people. And it is a very nuanced and difficult thing to have a parent that you can see is trying but has also hurt you in ways that you have to be able to work past on your own mm-hmm. before you can even like begin to think about that relationship forming again. Right. Because it really is a complete sort of restructuring of the relationship at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. I think this is also something, it's something that I've seen um, with... Uh, my parents and like the way that they have treated their like the way my grandparents treated us as grandkids versus the way that like my parents were treated uh, when growing up. So yeah, I mean, it is, it's a, it's a family and love and parentage and, and, and all of that is a big complicated messy messy thing. And I really like when books like this that are, you know, children's literature kind of show a lot of different versions of that. And I feel like this was definitely one of the standout things in the series for me was the whole arc of Thunder with Mm -hmm. Clear Sky. I agree. I like that it is messy. Like, it's so easy for especially children's media to take a very simplistic approach to the concept of family and forgiveness and dealing with the way that you were raised not being the way that you should have been raised. Mm -hmm. I think there is a lot of children's media that does take a more simplistic view of it. And, you know, that's fine. It's children's media. But I also appreciate that there is media out there that's like, hey, it's not always simple. Life is fucking complicated. Uh, And I think that's, you know, part of the reason that I'm going to say it. I mean, a lot of uh, Warrior Cats kids from the 90s turned out to be... Gay, trans, neurodivergent in some way. I feel like there's i I'm not going to say there's a reason for it, but I'm going to say there's a little bit of correlation there. I mean, you know, kids who had a more complicated upbringing or complicated childhood and, and coming into their like who they are as people kind of gravitating towards fiction that shows that complication. Yeah. And I think that there is kind of an element here of the fact that they are cats and not uh mm-hmm. not people that that like you i feel like they can kind of almost get away with it being messier because of that yeah 
Exactly. So they use they use that occasionally to the the fullest extent. There is some other family stuff that happens way later in the series that I'm also really excited for us to get to yeah. and chew on eventually. Oh yeah, I'm excited to chew on everything. Honestly. Me too. I am. I, all uh, of it is enrichment. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Violet is so into Thunder, and it's so nice to have another relationship where it's just like, these two love each other, and they're just being goofballs about it. It's a lot like Grey Wing and Slate's relationship, except Thunder is somehow even worse about talking about his feelings than Grey Wing is. Oh my god. Literally, He's such a fucking disaster. It's so funny. The scene where she goes to clean his wounds and he like pulls his his paw away because <laughs> he's yep. like, "This is oh, this is wait, this is so much." <laughs> I mean, if if I were a cat and my crush suddenly came up to me and put her tongue on my foot, I would probably also have that reaction. To be yeah, fair, yeah, I would probably also panic. <laughs> I really liked the scene where. He's like trying so hard to ask her out and then gets fucking distracted by the kids, mm-hmm. like asking him to to see the, the cool move that yeah. Lightning Tail taught them. Uh, and uh, he's like, oh, I should I should go check on things like I should I should go out to the river and, and see what's going on. And Lightning Tail's like. Oh, why don't you take Violet with you? Yeah, and he's like, huh? I was thinking you and I could go. And he's like, no, I think you should take Violet with you. And then he's like, Lightning Tail, do you want to come too? Yeah, it's so funny. And Lightning Tail's like, don't worry, Violet doesn't bite. And she's like, don't be too sure about that. And I'm like, I literally, I set the book down and I just giggled to myself. Polly because Kewl it was shit. so funny. It's so funny. I was funny. just like, oh. Violet, you're so good. Like, I love the flirting in this series because they flirt the exact same way as Slate and Grey Wing do. And I just love it's so cute and funny. I love these boys, these fucking clueless boys, romance clueless, and their it's girls so who are like, you're so cute the way they're morosexual. They are. <laughs> they're like, oh, my my boyfriend is so dumb and I love him so much. <laughs> uh, Violet even has a line once Thunder is finally like, I know we don't know each other that well, but like I was thinking maybe after we spend more time together, if you know, after after we've been dating for a while, if you'd maybe like want to be my my mate. And she's like, I thought that, I thought Lightning Tail was gonna have to ask me for you. Fucking love she that line him, so She roasts him so bad. It's so funny. Yeah, oh I was my beginning God. to think Lightning Tail would have to ask for you is the best one of the best lines in the book. Oh also, my God. really good. Lightning Tail probably would have is in the the paragraph after that. Lightning Tail probably yeah. would have. He was a good, kind friend, and Thunder hoped Violet would come to value his friendship as much as he did. Oh, he was literally. Them to be he wants his girlfriend and his boyfriend to be best friends, and it's so fucking cute. It's so cute. I love them so much. Really exceptional stuff. Do we want to talk about the end? Yeah. Yeah. I have a note here. I'm not even at any deaths yet, and already I'm on the verge of tears because Grey Wing's adopted kits are coming back together to help him get his child, and it's just... All of his family comes to his aid in this moment when he is completely helpless. It broke me. Oh my god. I'm so glad that I am not the only one. I was absolutely devastated. (laughs) I looked... What did I tell you that I said to Eric? 
<laughs> I, I shouldn't be emotional. I was like, I should not be this emotional about a children's cat book. And he's like, too bad you are. It's true. And I'm like, it's so true. Like, it was cheesy as fuck. The way they made Grey Wing spend some of his precious oh last breaths <laughs> on coming up with the concept of clans. That was so funny. It was so I funny. And was... I was like, I hate that this is happening right now. There were so many good lines in that last chapter, though. Oh, my God. Like, that whole entire chapter fucking ruled. So he, you know, is on his deathbed. All of his friends and family are coming together. Even Windrunner is like, gives him a really sweet goodbye. She does. And then she leaves. She's like. Oh, she's like, she doesn't want to be there. She she doesn't want to see Yeah, she doesn't want to be there when he dies because she... She has been so closed off and he is like the one who got her like he and Gorsfer are the ones who like got her to open back up after all that tragedy. And she just like cannot handle being there. And it that's when I started feeling like, oh, God, this is going to hurt like a bitch. It hurts uh, so much. I'm probably going to cry again while we're recording. I know, this I'm podcast. literally like I didn't cry when I read it. But now that I'm talking about it, I can like feel the tears pricking at my eyes. So after he comes up with the clans, because he's like, a groups isn't like. Enough. Good enough to like figure out what we are talking about here. He's like, I don't know where fucking clans came from, but I'm gonna let that slide because what happens afterwards is very sweet. Yeah. Um, all of his kits name the clans. Yeah. And it's so fucking cute because they're like, oh well, that one will be called this one, and then they give Greywing, they tell Greywing to, they basically have Greywing name Clear Sky's clan. Oh my god. And he call, he's like, oh, it's Sky Clan, and he's like. Clear Sky is like, you know, he's definitely emotional about the whole situation, but he's, you know, still ribbing his brother on his deathbed. And he's like, trust you to name my clan after something beyond my reach. And Greywing is just like, the sky is all around you. And it tore me apart because it's so emblematic of the way they view the world. Like Clear Sky is always reaching for more. He's just trying to be better and Greywing is like, dude, you have a good life. You have everything you could ever want. Just like chill out and see that everything you want is right here. Like you have it all here for you. And it devastated me. Same. Like as much as it is kind of a, you know, clear sky being a joking sort of moment. It is just like, oh, that is literally that's just their relationship. I also read it as this moment of Clear Sky taking it in a very sort of not necessarily pessimistic, but in this way of like he's seeing that as an as something like Grey Wing giving him something aspirational and Grey Wing is trying to give him this gift of of like, no, this is this is you like this. This is what you've done this is like it is for what you have done not for things that you need to do the sky is all around you you walk through it every day i would get that tattooed on my body yeah yeah i would too there's some lines of dawn of the clans i straight up would get tattooed on my body Mm -hmm. so it continues he continues to say his goodbyes and then slowly the star clan cats start filtering in and he starts saying oh Brightstream's here with the kits that she was carrying and they're right next to you, Clear Sky, and they're happy to see you and they're happy to see me. And they're they're so beautiful. And they're it is so, so beautiful, really got me. It's so uh, oh my god, I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> oh god. 
it's so heartbreaking and beautiful and wonderful because he's just like he in a book series in a in an arc where death has had such a grip on these cats and in an arc where death has been seen as just such a horrible terrible thing because even in the last book quiet rain is over here like you guys just there's been so much death since you left like how could you come here and say this is good? There's everybody's dead. Like yeah, all of your friends who came nothing, with you are there's dead. There's nothing here but death. Yeah. And all of the cats who were there before the tribe cats came are like, you guys just brought death with you. Yeah. To see the final scene of this book be a portrayal of death, not as something horrible and terrible and ugly and cruel, but as something beautiful and welcoming and a new journey for Grey Wing that fucking tore me up because it has just it is it is just such a turnaround from how they have viewed death and it is so appropriate that Grey Wing gets this most beautiful and peaceful death scene as he has had so much fucking shit thrown at him like he is dying because he can no longer breathe. And in the Warriors books, that could be a horrifying scene that yeah. we could have read. It could have been there have terrible been horrifying and... scenes of that of him oh, God, experiencing yeah. that like through the throughout the book. Every time that he like has a moment where it gets worse is just yeah. like it is horrifying it really yeah it really like oh my god like you know that it's creeping closer and closer but the other thing that i think is so special about it and that makes it hurt that much more is that gray wing has been faced with all of this death and here he is being forced to face it again and he has been given this beautiful family I'm going to start crying thinking about this cat. <laughs> he has been given this beautiful family. He has this chance to have happiness with Slate. He has children that are biologically his and that will treat him fully and completely and wholly and unequivocally as a father. And he gets so little time with them. And there is, I know. there's nothing to be done about it, but he takes it with such grace. Is... He is so much less angry than I am for him. Yes, exactly. And I think part of that, too, is a couple of other lines in this scene that I really like really stood out to me is he talks about the Star Clan cats and he says they're not dead. They're just waiting for me to go with them. Yeah, that really As got if it's me too. not. It's so fuck like I immediately had to write that down because I'm like, it is such a peaceful and welcoming way. And even though he has no say in this, like he knows that he has to die here. Like he can't his body cannot go on any longer. It is not a they're here to take me away. It's they're going to wait for me until I'm ready to go. I just think it was so beautiful. He breathes his last breath and then just steps out of his body and is watching everyone there and it says specifically clinging to the body he no longer needed and it was just so it was so serene and I truly I was just like this is a beautiful like this is a fucking beautiful scene like it, it, is. Is, it was so good it was so good. and it's heartbreaking the, it's it's heartbreaking because 
he's also and such, I agree and he has done he's done so much for them and and like he the, doesn't deserve to die here but he does and I think that is also like that is your point and it yeah. is so fucking true as someone who lost a very close friend before she even turned 21 like I get that it's like this is not when someone who is young and still has so much ahead of them I mean like death is always tragic but it's especially tragic when it is someone that still has so much that they wanted to do still has so much life that they wanted to live and had things that they were excited about and looking forward to and it is tragic and heartbreaking and seeing him accept it with such grace was something that was really cathartic to me yeah as someone who has like lost people who were in my opinion far too young to have died Mm mm-hmm um, so seeing it less of like a tragedy that he's never going to be with the people that he wanted to, he does not get to enjoy this life that he built for himself and more of him accepting that and saying, I'm just going on a different journey now. I, I feel like that was a really healing thing for yeah. me to read. Uh, the fact that it came full circle with him saying he's following his own sun trail as the sun is rising and he's heading off into Starclan, that broke me too. Yeah. Like, that just was so much. I've traveled so far and loved so much is really good. That's another good line. <laughs> yeah, that's another one that would get tattooed on me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. This is a very, this is a very, very good conversation and does encapsulate so many thoughts that I have about it. And then I also have other thoughts, which were the notes that I wrote, (laughs) which were, I hate this fucking book, piece of shit book. This is so corny. I'm so fucking (laughs) mad. I hope the Amazon Prime driver driver saw me sobbing through the window. It's not fair. It's not fucking fair. Like, (laughs) I feel like I have gone through the whole, all the stages of grief uh, Uh, about this scene. (laughs) Yeah, for real. It's so um, good. It's so good. It is it's so really is like it's heartbreaking in a in a really special way, I think, because it is there is so much joy and love and positive positivity and celebration of something new, even though there is so much that is being lost. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I I don't know. So I, I have a couple of other notes about the Dawn of the Clans arc as a whole. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's just justice for Pebbleheart. He was not as important as he was being led. We were being led to believe. And I'm kind of pissed off about that. Yeah. I mean, he's um, very important in that he like truly is like saving everybody all the time. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm not saying he does not play a good role. I'm saying that his role was sort of starting to be implied that he was going to be communicating with star clan and that just does not happen yeah after he, he kind has of drops his... a visions plot line after the first battle and it's like okay yeah that's true i would have liked to doing see anything else about this which i guess part of it is because after the first battle they also add in a clear sky pov and so now they've got three different storylines they're trying to follow but still kind of pissed me off yeah. um i'm also like as somebody who has read like as people who have read the other books in the series, it's kind of heartbreaking, not heartbreaking, but it's kind of like sad how friendly they were before the warrior code became a thing. 
Like, yeah. yeah, they had all those fights and stuff, but there are so many instances where they just show up at each other's camps mm-hmm. and they're just like, hey, I'm just here to see my my brother's like newborn kids. Yeah, they like, just go and visit. That shit would never fly in the other books. Which I think is could be a very interesting commentary on the way that laws uh, like kind of become yeah. sort of changed and morphed and worse over time and in interpreted a lot of poorly yeah, yeah po- when things are poorly interpreted like because the thing is i've i've read the warrior code because you sent me the books that have the yeah. warrior code in I them do, i do need to reread code of the clans it's been a long time but yeah i have my code book right and it's, here it's not it it's not like the way that they become like right it really isn't it's a lot of it's a lot of things that are internal to your own clan and and like about the you know lines of succession mm-hmm. and the uh taking the, care of the more vulnerable before yeah there's there's these things that are very uh, and, and like maybe I think that there I'm sure there is a territory one in there, but it really does feel there is very different to the way that that they acted here. And I like this so much more mm-hmm. than what we get later, which is so much division between the clans. And I think that there are yeah. really interesting ways that that is explored also. And especially we get oh, into sure. we get into the much, much later arcs. And there's some really interesting stuff going on with the cats in universe reconsidering, taking a look at these things and being like, maybe there's some stuff that we need to change. I think that's actually what the currently releasing series is about, right? It is, yes, that's right. As far as as far as I know, as far as I know, I have not mm-hmm. read it. I also haven't I read just it. Know but it the, is called... but, the, but I have read the arc directly before that, and that sort of ended with a discussion of we need to change things. <laughs> yeah, that is what I've heard. Yeah, so I think it is very, very interesting to see how it was at the beginning. Uh, also, not gonna lie, the scene where all the rogues are choosing their new names after swearing to protect their their new groups kind of got to me a little bit. It got to me too. It kind of was... made me a little a little little, little, little misty eyed yeah. when they're all like, "Oh, I want to have a cool name like the other cats," and they I'm all... like, "Oh God, of course you do." Yeah. There are so many themes of belonging and like what it means to be in a group that. <sighs> Some of it went untapped, so I would really have liked to see more of it. And I think that comes down to, again, like, I want to see those two months that they skipped over where Slate Mm -hmm. was pregnant. Like, we we skip so, so quickly past Slate saying, like, I'm pregnant to Slate's kits coming. Yeah, that felt very, like, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. And and I know I that did it, write once again with the time skips. Yeah, the time the the timeline is just I would have liked to Bonkers, see other things highlighted. Uh, I agree. I have some more stuff on sort of general thoughts about the arc as a whole in the Aaron corner. Um, so I'll get. Yeah, to should that we go there in. now? Yeah. Okay. If you're ready. I'm good. That's. I mean, I've said pretty much all I need to say about Dawn of the Clans. Good book, honestly. I like for all of the things that I complained about for this book. Good book. Path of Stars probably my favorite of the of the books. Yeah, of Dawn of the Clans. Of Dawn of the Clans for sure. Yeah. But yeah, take us on a trip to the Aaron Corner, Scout. Yeah, here in the Aaron Corner today, first really interesting thing I discovered uh, was a series editor named James Noble. 
divulged in an answer to a fan email that Greywing was supposed to die at the end of the Sun Trail, at the end of the Damn. first book. Uh, <laughs> but they kept putting it off first because they were like, mm, we want him to give, like, we have, I think the, the plan was always for him to name the clans like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think they were like, we want to give this a little bit more weight. We need a little more time with this. So we're going to let it sit. And then they were like, mm, now we've got this dynamic with him and Clear Sky and Thunder. And Honestly, thank God they didn't kill him off. I know. And we want to explore that more. And then they all became really attached to him, which is, I think, the, the same thing happened a to testament. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's true. But I do love this. I, I love this, uh, like, progression of them just keep being like, we're going to do it later. We gotta, we're going to do it later. We're going to do it later. Mm -hmm. And even in the last, the, the last, I mean, I'm so glad that it's that last scene, but it really is yeah. like this. It's the last scene. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's very he funny He goes to into me. Star Clan and that's the that's end of the book. the book. No bonus chapters. That's it. Mm-hmm. Funny little note is that on all of the covers of these books, at least in the original Wayne McLaughlin covers for this series, there's like a sticker kind of circle on it that says bonus chapters inside. This book doesn't have any bonus chapters. So what it says instead is bonus poster inside, which oh, I just incredible. thought was very funny. Like this is a downgrade, I think. <laughs> Um, but apparently it is like it, the poster was the map with like an annotated uh, like annotated with a bunch of different important event locations, which sounded cool. Yeah, that does sound dope. Uh, hopefully it would. I would guess knowing this this fandom, somebody scanned it and put it up somewhere. Oh, yeah. Easily. I, I mentioned Twee Sutherland a little bit last time. I did a little bit more look into Twee this this Aaron Corner. I went I went a little deeper with Aaron Corner this time because it's the end of, of one of the series and I wanted to see if there was like a lot of information on that. Unfortunately I couldn't find too much. There wasn't like a specific QA about this series or anything. But Twee Sutherland it, it was an editor at HarperCollins who helped the Aaron team develop the first two series arcs. And she also wrote Secrets of the Clans, which is one of those bonus books. Uh, which I thought was was really interesting because I think that actually a lot of the if I'm remembering what Secrets of the Clans has in it, I've got it right here. Oh, look at you! It, it, is this the one that has a lot of sort of short fiction about various moments across the history of the clans? Uh, so this Secrets of the Clans has uh, there's a very short thing at the very start that is called the history of the clans, uh, and it is very much. Some of it lines up with Dawn of the Clans and some of it does not mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but then there's a section on each clan uh, with like very, very much micro fiction on certain little things, uh, details about their territories, uh, significant leaders and medicine cats, significant kitty pets. <laughs> Uh, and then there's a little bit about like their herbs or prophecies and ceremonies uh and then there's a little bit about like the mythology of the big cats and stuff like that oh cool yeah i'll have to look i'm gonna i want to read through that a little bit more uh the the sort of super book that i have that has secrets of the clans right. and all of the blank of the clans uh in it yeah uh but 
Yeah, I, I was very interested in in that, that she wrote Secrets of the Clans, uh, because that seems sort of like there's maybe some stuff in there that ended up being the basis uh, of the things that ended up becoming uh, Dawn of the Clans, which I thought was interesting. Uh, yeah, you mentioned... uh, definitely some of it, some of it for sure. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, the herbs there for a moment. That reminded me. I didn't put this in my notes, but I did discover that the way that they decide what all of their herbs do is through a text from, I think, the 1700s that was like, herbs, herbs, and, you know, how they, how you use them. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. I love that. I, I found it and it was one of those things. It was in one of the Aaron chats, uh, which were these kind of like uh, fan question uh, chats that they did uh, at some point over the course of the series, like the writing of the series and stuff. I can't find it again. Uh, uh, I'll find it at, at a later date, but it's very funny to me that they were like, we're going to take this text of some guy, you know, in the 1700s uh, that was like, this is what herbs do, I think. Uh, <laughs> and this is the, and that's, that is the text that they use for deciding what herbs do what. I love that. Uh, a little bit of workflow insights. Which is uh, a little thing, a little quote from Cherith Baldry here. I normally take about two months to write a series book. Uh, once Vicky gives me the storyline, then Vicky edits it and I rewrite it. Vicky, aka Victoria Holmes, is I believe the person that they that that Harper Collins sort of pinged for. Like, hey, we have this idea. It's very weird and different from the way that books work now, uh, like 20 years yeah. later. It's vastly different. But I believe Harper Collins came to Victoria Holmes and was like, hey, we have this idea to do a book series about feral cats. And Victoria Holmes said, I don't want to write it necessarily, but I like the idea of coming up with lore and characters and stuff. And they said, great. Why don't we have somebody else write it? And she said, sure. Um, you do the lore. Someone else will write it. Yeah. Which is it, just such a wild way to do things. It really is. And the fact that then also, like, they were like, multiple people are going to write the books, actually. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, I have a feeling is because they wanted to have such a quick release schedule. Yeah, it's a re- got, it is a really, like, intense release schedule. If you've got six people writing these books, you can get two or three books out in a year. Yeah. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. A little note that I liked was that as of Aaron chat number four, which is the one that I was reading primarily, uh, Victoria Holmes had met Cherith Baldry and Kate Carey individually but Cherith and Kate had not met each other. And I said, that's extremely our friend group's energy. (laughs) It's so real. Like, for context, listeners, a great deal of our friend group was, at one point, six disparate friend groups in which either Scout or I were the connecting through line. And then I was like, fuck it, you guys are all going in the same Discord together, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and and look at what it has wrought. So many good things. Yeah, it has wrought so many things. Uh, but it's so it's so funny and also just reminded me of me meeting so many of our mutual friends at your wedding because... Yeah, no, that was such a wild time. It was so good. Uh, shout out to mutual friend Melissa, the, the aforementioned matron of honor, who, when I was uh, there, said something really sweet, which was like she just felt she was like scout you just feel like you've been here always like it feels so natural to 
to have you here. That was very sweet to me. That's kind of what it is like to have friends that you know primarily via online spaces and then you meet them in real life. And it's like, wow, it really does feel like I've just known you forever because we have. But it is yeah. diff it's a weird kind of it's surreal fe feeling. Yeah. So the Aaron breakdown for Dawn of the Clans came out uh, like this. The Sun Trail was written by Cherith Baldry. Thunder Rising was written by Cherith Baldry. The First Battle was written by Kate Carey. The Blazing Star was written by Cherith Baldry. A Forest Divided was written by Kate Carey. And Path of Stars was written by Kate Carey. Uh, my thoughts, I kind of stand by previous thoughts I've, I've had uh, and, and expressed on the, on the episodes uh, with the writing styles that I feel like Cherith is more consistent in characterization, but maybe a little bit drier on uh, the action and like the, the events that happen, while Kate Carey seems more interested in the high action and drama and kind of is willing to muddy characterization a little bit more in order to get the things that she wants to happen to happen. Uh, and yeah, that tracks. I am interested to see if if this uh, continues on and if I continue to notice the the writing differences. Uh, and that is that's my errand corner for today. Unless you have any thoughts to add. I don't. I love listening to you talk about the errand corner. <laughs> I'm glad. I. It's just such delight. <laughs> I love um, unearthing things. There's, there's. I love so, how much there is to unearth. There's so <laughs> much the stuff. Still losing it. I, I will just real quick touch on still losing it over the fact that this this note about how Greywing was supposed to die in the first uh, book of this of Dawn of the Clans was revealed by this editor. Uh, in an email to a fan who goes by JSong, and I just love seeing at the at the top of like this screenshot of a Gmail uh mail like hi JSong, nice to hear from you. Thanks for being a fan or whatever. And it's so funny. I know. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I I truly do and this is a great segue into sharing tongues. I love because we talked about it a little bit with our editor AJ mm -hmm. about how just like amazing it is for warrior cats fans to like pick their warrior cat name and then just keep that as their online persona for years forever there like, is one of my favorite artists that got their start with warrior stuff like still goes by finchwing right <laughs> yes I, I was, it's finchwing i'm like wow i love that and i'm kind of i'm like man in what in some universe i i never stopped going by sky stripe Yes. Online. Uh, and I just think that that is so, again, choosing your own name. There All we go. warrior kids were trans. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm making I'm making the Italian yes hand gesture. They're like, yes. It, we, it is a circle. The Venn diagram <laughs> is a circle. Uh, but yeah, I do think like there is just such a... It is so nice to like, I will see usernames and I'm like, that's a warrior cat's name if I ever saw uh -huh. one. And it is so fun. It is. It makes me and so happy. And it does happy. make me miss, miss my old, my old handle. But I, I do love that that's like official correspondence with Jason. That's it's so good. It's so fun. It's so good. Oh, uh, so let's talk about fandom check-in. Let's go. Uh, Tumblr got a real riot out of Thunder and Lightning Tail, uh, teaching the cats, uh, as they were learning uh, some new moves from each other, they call it the thunder and lightning move. And everyone was like, you guys are such 
goofballs. So <laughs> it's like silly. Extreme Sean and Gus on psych energy. Oh my god, yes. Like literally the almost exactly the one where they're like, the the move is called the table or whatever. And Gus is like, yes. it's when I it's when I go behind somebody and I become a table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so fucking good. <laughs> so a lot of folks not clowning on them, just like getting an absolute riot out yeah. of the fact that they call it the thunder and lightning move. It's so funny. I, I do uh, wanna say I really liked that whole scene where they were all oh, sharing it was so good. Uh sharing their their like secret moves and stuff. It was really cute. It was. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Someone else, and I'm paraphrasing intensely here. Path of Stars has the best prologue because it's just two and a half pages of Grey Wing realizing he loves both Slate and Turtle Tail. Warrior said Polly writes. <laughs> like, it is a really good prologue. He's just like, oh, I really miss and love you, Turtle Tail, but I also really love Slate. And she's like, dude, that's totally chill. Like, I'm dead, first of all. But also, like, you can love <laughs> us both. It's fine. Yeah. And I just think that's so nice. Grey Wing has so much love in his heart, and it's he so does. good. I He's love a sweet boy. I love Greywig so much. I gotta say, in the first episode of this podcast that we recorded, you were very cool on Greywing. I was very cool on Greywing. He and, grew and on me. I I'll didn't admit want it. I wanted to like also be be like cool in like the rad way. In like the <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm not, you know, like whatever. Yeah, I'm like a cool teen or whatever. So I was kind of also being like, Oh yeah, I can see where you're coming from. But I do have to admit, I have to, I have to, to come clean. I have always been. He was my poor little meow meow from no, the first I know. moment. I, I am, I am a changed person. I love him so much. He's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. He does uh, just sometimes some... do stupid things and think stupidly. He does, but we love him. Some absolutely devastating Grey Wing art, some of which I sent to you, of course. Yes. And I do want and to I say, uh, if you follow us on Tumblr, which we will plug at the end of the episode, we are obviously recording this first season all in one sort of like before we actually release anything. Uh, but for each episode, I will be sure to reblog some some art for that specific book. I love that. Uh, because I love Warriors fan art. There's so much of it, and it's so good. It's all so good. In terms of Dawn of the Clans in general, uh, there's a lot of discussion of Clear Sky, a lot of people who are like either into his redemption arc or not into his redemption arc or want to make him worse or want to change his redemption arc. Uh, people wanting him to be in the Dark Forest after his death instead of Star Clan because they think it would have been a cool plot point. I have mixed feelings on all of this. Like, yeah. you know, think what you want. Everybody has a different interpretation. You you know, write your fix-it fic. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's all good. Uh, but I also wrote so much good art. Holy shit, I'm going to reblog so much of this when the episode comes out. Because yes. truly, there is just like so much good art they're so it's so um, good it makes me so happy I, to look at it really does like i just i love it i love the passion that the warriors fandom has and there's, has always had yeah there's so many blogs that are specifically just like i'm an artist and this is my blog where i design every warrior cat and i'm like thank you it's so good it's like yes thank you i would love to see your take on what every single I would warrior love cat to looks see like what every single cat looks like by every artist please yes 
It's great. It's so uh, someone, someone found out. I feel so bad for this person. Someone found out the about the Thunder, Starflower, Clear Sky relationship debacle uh, from a Warriors MAP and did not realize it was an honest to God plot point. They thought it was made up for the drama of the animation. <laughs> <laughs> they were just so devastated when they found out it was real. <laughs> laughing at this person i'm just no. laughing at the situation i just yeah. think that's so funny if i oh. because i would be them in that situation i'd be like are you yeah. fucking serious because i already was <laughs> and i didn't yeah. find out about it through uh an animated project and then uh, as i mentioned earlier in our recording um i'm just gonna read the first paragraph of this post that i found uh, <laughs> regarding the the time skips and scout trying to do her math regarding Starflower's pregnancy uh, is this post which starts the worst thing about the inconsistency in Warriors is that it's not even predictably inconsistent. It is the most mind-boggling, unpredictable roller coaster of a series where they'll manage to keep the most random, unimportant things consistent and then turn around and forget basic shit like who the main characters are related to. Uh, and the very last uh, two sentences of the post, it's like they're deliberately fucking with us. I hate it here, but also I wouldn't want it any other way it's and that is from user duskstar727 uh and it's so fucking true it's so true because it is so like yeah most random things will remain consistent and then they'll just like completely swing and change other things completely around yeah it's it's, it's so, so interesting reddit uh, didn't find terribly much except for a lot of folks just really enjoying Dawn of the Clans as an arc. A lot of folks said that they think Dawn of the Clans is one of the best since the very first one, which again, it's been a long time, but at points I am inclined to agree. I think it was a very, like, despite all of the flaws we have talked about, it was a really enjoyable and unique plotline to Warriors. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I was a little bit... I, in the first book, I was pretty cool on it. And, and admittedly, I don't think that the series puts its best foot forward. Um, it does not. But really came to be a huge fan uh, of of these mm -hmm. characters and this whole idea and really love the, uh, the, the way that they talk about family and community and, you know, all of these things in, in here. Really good. Uh, I also found... Uh like a little poll post of um, somebody asked, like, what's your favorite book from each arc? Uh, and for Dawn of the Clans, those who read it, a lot of them said Path of Stars was their favorite in Dawn of the Clans. It was like almost majority said Path of Stars. And then the first battle was like second place. Basically. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that those are the strongest. I agree. 100%. They are definitely like the ones that are the most compelling to mm -hmm. read. So I do think that that was uh, very interesting and also kind of heartening to see, like, because this book came out, what, 10 years ago? Yes. Because this book came out 10 years ago, which is, you know, 10 years after the first book came out. And it's kind of like, OK, well, a lot of people who read them are probably not reading them anymore. I was like, I don't know if a lot of people are going to be talking about this book, like about this arc or if a lot of people are going to have enjoyed it. But like, it is really nice. I just think. I just think it's really lovely to see that 20 years later, people are still enjoying this series. It's still got its hooks in us. That's evident by the fact that, like, we're over here making, making a, podcast a podcast about, about it. it. But, like, <laughs> I mean, like, 
I would be talking about these books with you regardless of whether or not we had anybody listening to us. <laughs> but like the fact that there are a lot of people of all ages, like adults and kids and teens still reading these books. I don't know. I just it makes me really happy that something that is so important to me personally is still while it's never going to be as popular as it used to be. I feel like mm -hmm. it is still so important to so many people and it still has such a vibrant and passionate fan base. Yeah. And I just think that's really incredible because I participate in a lot of other fandoms on the internet and a lot of other fandom spaces. And with a lot of content, with a lot of media, especially sort of media that is uh, television or movies. A lot of it is once the hype dies down, so does the passion from the fandom. So does the engagement from the fandom. But I feel like Warriors is one of those series that just does not... It may fade a little bit, but it is never going to fade to the point where I'm like, if I were to post about Warriors, it would get no, like engagement at all like i know there is always going to be someone out there who's going to be like oh yeah warriors yeah. like it it just it feels i don't know it's just such a nice thing because i've been so disheartened by a lot of the way fandom has changed with the advent of social media mm -hmm. and i think that the way that warriors has withstood that and adapted and continued and persisted is really really heartwarming and yeah. really nice to see. It is it is really good. And I do want to add that I think one of the things that makes it uh, really special and one of the things that, that does help it to persevere is how many uh, like young Warrior Cats fans ended up queer or, or trans uh, or just generally uh, like gender fucky. And, and it's fun to, to see people in those spaces even doing that kind of thing or, or talking about the characters in the series like that, too. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. It really does feel like the weird kids uh, all grew up and discovered themselves and are like, yeah, I still love these cats. I still love being weird. I'm going to, like... Now that you've embraced your weirdness, you're like, yeah, I don't have any shame about embracing the weirdness of my childhood. Because, exactly. Like, Local, I accept that I am a... I am a, I am a proud weirdo who used yep. to pace around in my backyard and roleplay all of my warrior cat OCs by myself, and I would do it again today. Amen. Uh, and I'm glad that so many of the other folks in the fandom are like that. Yeah, me too. In terms of AO3, I did talk a lot about like which cats had how many uh, works last time. Violet Dawn has six. Hell yeah. Uh, so shout out to her. And the last thing that I just generally got from all of my research in the fandom is basically what we have talked about is everyone by the end just caring so much about Grey Wing and just being so emotionally impacted by his death. Uh, like that is, I saw so many posts where, that were like, I've not cried at Warriors, but I cried at Grey Wing's death. And I saw just so many posts about people who were talking about that specific scene. And I really like, I don't know. I just really liked seeing that that was a moment that like 
so many people could appreciate. Yeah. And that's what Warriors is all about, honestly. Getting attached to a character and then getting absolutely emotionally devastated. It's true. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking true. It's so tragic, and I love it so much. Oh, well, Scout, I think it is time for our final Dawn of the Clans Warrior Cat of the Week. Who, Scout, did you pick? I feel like you're, you know... It's got to be Grey Wing for me. Yeah, it's got to be Grey Wing for me for this one. Mm -hmm. Fly high. Fly high, Grey Wing. God, so, such an important guy. I love him a lot. I really love him. I am, I am really glad that I grew to love him. I think, I think he is genuinely a very, very good character. The way that he affected the lives of, like, everybody that he came into contact Everyone. with. Yeah. <laughs> is really, ooh, it's so good. It is. I think I'm going to rock the boat with mine. <gasps> Ooh. Mine's clear sky. <gasps> I know. I, t I literally wrote down. I was like, oh my God, is clear sky my warrior cat of the week? You get and run over let me by tell you one why. car. <laughs> let me tell you why. <laughs> because of that whole redemption stuff that we talked about. And because I, I think a lot of the reason he's my warrior cat of the week is like me rewriting him in my head a little bit being <laughs> aspirational about what he could have been yeah but i do think that in this book it was the most compelling we have ever seen clear sky this, this and clear for sky once, is this book. i enjoyed every chapter that he was in i agree that clear sky in this book was the best clear sky yeah and i i don't know i was i genuinely enjoyed reading Clear Sky's arc, this book. And so I think he's got to be my warrior cat of the week, not because he's a good guy, but because I found his arc in this book particularly compelling. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that this is the this is the dichotomy of the final episode of this arc. I do too. <laughs> that we chose the two brothers that opened the books and Yeah, and God, like, what a fucking how perfect is that, honestly? I feel like this is also a perfect encapsulation of who we are as people oh God, and as yes. and as media consumers. Yeah. <laughs> we are always when we are consuming media together, I feel like we are always doing like we are always two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we are always uh, like balancing each other out. I agree. Yeah. And I love that. I do too. Ugh. I find that that like does tend to be me with other folks that I consume media with. Like I will have my little guy that I love very much. And then the person I'm consuming the media with will have like the narrative foil to yes. my guy. <laughs> <laughs> like Julia and I do that all the time. Yes. Uh, and, and I just think foils. it is very fun. Yeah, and they were narrative foils. Uh, but yeah, I think wow, what a what a good warrior cat of the week pick ending here. What really good? And just, I was worried you were gonna ream me for picking Clear Sky. I was like, oh, Scout's gonna yell at me on our podcast. No, I can understand it. Yeah, uh, I can understand it, and I agree that Clear Sky was at his best in this book, even if I think that some of it is. Just not oh, as agree. not as earned in the writing as it could have been. I think my I biggest I think the biggest thing that I have with Glare Sky is just that there is 
he could have been such a better character with a slightly better like writing treatment. Oh, for sure. But no, it was a great it's a great it's a great pick here. He really does him saying goodbye to to Grey Wing is really really good. Like Mhm. Wow. Ugh. I'm going to be upset about this forever. I me too. I love cat books. Me too. I love these cat books. Do you, dear listener, love cat books? Do you have thoughts, opinions, questions, or memes to share with us? Uh, you can write to us at pawsandclawspod at gmail.com. That's paws as in what a cat has, claws as in the part of speech, pod as in podcast. We're also on Twitter at pawsandclaws and on Tumblr at pawsclawspod. Listeners who are 18 years and older can come join us on Discord, which will be linked in the show notes. You can find me on Twitter or Tumblr at humblegoat. And you can see the art that I do, including our podcast cover art at scoutwilkinson.myportfolio.com. Links to my portfolio, as well as my Kofi page, are in the show notes as well. And you can also, unfortunately, find me on Twitter at plot underscore twists or on Tumblr at antique hyphen romantic. Our next episode should be out in two weeks where we will begin our second season uh, by discussing Super Edition number eight, Moth Flight's Vision. Read along by buying the book from a local bookstore or checking out a copy from your local library. Until then, dear listeners, may Star Clan guide your paws. <laughs> <laughs>